0: Welcome to Tardi Mechanach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Adina Shmimin, and today we will be learning Sefer Yehoshua, Perek He. In Perek Dala, we read about the miraculous crossing of the Yardin and B'nai Israel's first task as they enter the land. As per Moshe's directive and Hashem's command, the people follow Yehoshua's words and take 12 stones from the Yardin riverbed and place them in Gilgal, so that they, this will serve as an eternal monument for both the Jewish nation and the nations of the land. Yoshua too takes 12 stones and places them in the Yardin itself to memorialize this miraculous crossing. As we proceed forward into the land of Israel, let us take a moment or two to look back at the promise made to Avraham Avinu 400 years earlier. Hashem promised Avraham in the Brisbane Habasarim, the covenant between the parts, that although his children would be exiled and slaves in Egypt, ultimately the fourth generation would return to the land. We are now seeing the fulfillment of this divine promise of seventy people descending to Egypt and now millions entering the land, with a sense of nationhood and a set of laws and a vision for the future. These are the words from Bereshus, Perak Tesvav 15, Psukim Yugiml to Tes Zion, 13 to 16. Words that have guided our history up until this point and beyond. And Hashem said to Avram, No, that your seed, your children, will be a stranger in the land that is not theirs, and they will serve them, and they will afflict them for 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, Hashem will judge, and afterwards they will come out with great wealth. Great wealth? The Ksav Kabbalah says that this is a spiritual wealth, that the people received at Harsinai. Avram is then told, that you shall go to your fathers in peace and you'll be buried in good old age. In the fourth generation, they will come back here. Because the sin of the Amori... Is not yet full. These last three words of the Brisbane Habasarim are about to be fulfilled. The Abarbanel explains that this is why Sefer Yehoshua was written, not only to describe the conquest of the land, but rather to demonstrate the fulfillment of Hashem's promise to first Avraham, then Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Moshe that the Jewish people would inherit that land, this land of Eretz Israel. All of these promises were kept and Sefer Yehoshua attests to the power of the divine word. This should give us faith that the promises that we will read about through Sifreinach, promises that we will ultimately return to our land in peace, will be kept just as the promises were kept from Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and Moshe, and we are reading about them here in Sefer Yehoshua. In fact, it's these promises that were etched on the stones that we learned about yesterday in Perak Dalid Promises that Yehoshua directed the 12 men to write. Promises, divine laws, divine laws in a divinely designated land. As we've already spoken about, entering the land of Israel is the closing chapter to Yetzius Mitzrayim, a journey of 40 years which is being completed now. When Hashem speaks to Moshe at the burning bush, he promises that he will take the Jewish people from Egypt, and in Shemos Perak Vav Pasel Ches 6 8, he says, I will bring them to the Lamb. And I'll bring you to the land which I swore to give to Avraham, to Yitzak and to Yaakov. And I will give it to you as a heritage. I am Hashem. Why did the Jewish people merit to be saved from Egypt? The Sifri explains that because the Jews performed the mitzvah of B'Ris and Karban Pesach, it was that commitment to Hashem and no other God with a physical sign, with bravery, this is what brought them merit to leave the land. In fact, we read about this in the Magad section of the Haggadah. A quote from Yecheskel, Perak Tes Zion, Pasuk Vav, 16.6. Va'at arom and you were naked and barren. Ve'ev arolayach and when I passed by you and saw you weltering in your blood, the I said to you, in your blood you will live. Yes, I said, in your blood you will live. It was the blood of Mila and the blood of the Pesach sacrifice that allowed us to live as a nation. And therefore, it is these two mitzvos that are performed immediately as the nation enters the land. Let's take a moment to review our timeline. The nation crossed the Yardin on the 10th of Nisan. Now, in order to perform the mitzvah of Karban Pesach on the 14th, the men needed to be circumcised. Doing the bris milah on the 11th of Nisan gave the people a three-day recovery period to be ready for the 14th of Nisan 2488. 40 years to the day after they left Egypt. This recommitment of faith took place on the day following the journey from Yardin to Gilgal. Because the nations were so frightened, according to the Malbim, it wasn't a military risk to delay the conquest by a few days. It also showed great faith on the part of the Jewish people to physically weaken themselves through the mitzvah of Brismila just as they entered the land. Pasuk Aleph describes the fear of the nations of Canaan, vayimas levavam, and their hearts melted, vloha yabam od ruach. They did not have any spirit within them, mibnei bnei Israel, because of the Jewish people. Pasuk Beis two, beesa hi amar Hashem al Yehoshua, aselcha haravos tsurim veshuv mol es Israel At that time, Hashem said to Yehoshua make sharp knives and return and circumcise the children of Israel a second time. A second time? Yes, this was a second collective circumcision. You see, the last one was 40 years earlier, the night before they left Egypt. Because the male children were not circumcised in the desert. Really? Let's try to find out why. The Gemara Dav Dav'ayin Aleph says that Firstly, it was potentially dangerous because if the people were circumcised and then they had to travel and they never knew when they would have to, they would be left in a weakened state and it would be very, very concerning to start traveling with people who were not well. Secondly, there was a northerly wind that had curative powers that was absent in the desert. The Gemara says either because of the Jewish people's sin with the spies or that the wind would have blown away the Anane HaKavo, the clouds of glory. Pasuk Dalid 4. ha HaDavar Asher Mol Yehoshua. And this is the reason why Yehoshua circumcised. Kol Ha'am HaYotzemi Mitzrayim, Hazech Kol Hamelchama Barbaderach, Betesami Mitzrayim. The entire nation that left Egypt, the males, all the men of battle, had died in the wilderness on the way during their exodus from Egypt. Rashi explains the word davar speech. Yeshua had to speak to the people to convince them to be circumcised. He said to them, how can we inherit the land while uncircumcised? The people needed to make the connection between Milah and the land of Israel. You see, the mitzvah of Mila was given to Avram in conjunction with the promise of the land and was therefore necessary as the people entered. Feresh chapter 17. Let's highlight several psukim and phrases that connect the mitzvah of Mila to the land. And I will give to you and to your children, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. Zosbrisiasher Tishmeru Beni Uve Nechem Uvenzaracha Acharacha Himolem Kolzahar. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and the children after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. Back to our Parak, Pasuk Ches 8. Bahika Sher Tamu Kolhagoili Himol, Bayeshvutach Tamba Machna Ad Hhayosam. And it was when all the nations had finished being circumcised, they remained in their place in the camp until they recuperated. Again, all the nations were so petrified, which gave the Jewish people an opportunity to recuperate. Pasuk Tes, 9. Vayomer Hashem Hayom Today I have rolled away the reproach of Mitzrayim from off of you. Gilgal ad hayom hazeh. And so he called the name of the place Gilgal until this day. What is Cherpas Mitzrayim, the stigma of Mitzrayim? Paro, all those years before, through his astrologers, had envisioned that the Jews would encounter blood in the desert. And the Egyptians taunted Ben Israel that they would be killed in the desert. It was this blood of Mila that fulfilled that vision, and the taunt was finally no longer relevant. Rashi says that through the mitzvah of Brismila and Karban Pesach, the Jewish people removed themselves from the shameful beliefs, the idolatrous practices, and the sexual immorality of the Egyptians. The place was called Gilgal, a double removing or, or rolling off. The removal of these two areas of sin and influence, according to the Rabag. This place, Gilgal, was a divinely designated place for the Mishkan, and therefore, the carbon Pesach could be offered here. Pasuk Yud, ten. And the children of Israel encamped at Gilgal and made the Pesach sacrifice on the fourteenth day of the month at the evening in the plains of Yericho. Note that now the nation is referred to as Bnei Israel. Before their circumcision, they were a guy in Pasach 8, a nation, but now they are part of the children of Israel. What a remarkable moment. The nation has just marked themselves with the bris, the covenant of Avram Avinu. They are rebirth members of a nation marked physically, joining together to acknowledge the same sacrifice as their fathers made when they left Egypt. These are the children who are entering the land children who have grown up with Mitzrayim behind them, and the land of Israel off to the distance. What a remarkable entry to the land to connect themselves to their past while moving into the future. It is Pesach that we see throughout the Navi as a national touchpoint. Now as we enter the land, later with Chizkiyahu, as mentioned at the end of Divrei Hayamim, Yoshiyahu, who creates a spiritual revival, and finally Ezra, who brings the people back from exile. Even today, Pesach night is cherished by so many, even those who may be distanced from other religious practices. Pesach is a time of renewal, national and spiritual, connecting our national family with the miraculous redemption from Egypt. It is a time of redemption, past redemption, and with Hashem's help, future redemption. As noted in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Benisa Nigalu, in Nisan, they were redeemed, and in Nisan, they will be redeemed in the future. Psukim Yud Aleph in your bays 11 and 12 describe the eating of the grain of the land, because the man ceased to fall. According to the Medrash, the man stopped falling when Moshe died on the 7th of Adar, but the remaining man lasted five more weeks. In total, the man lasted 40 years to the day, a way of easing the people into the land. It ran out because it was time to move forward into real life, planting, harvesting, recognizing that this food is too from Hashem, albeit in a natural way. The final psukim of our Perak describe an encounter between Yehoshua and a Malach. Rashi identifies this Malach as Michael. Pasuk Yagimel 13. Yehoshua sees a man who is standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. Vayelach Yehoshua elav vayomer halanu atah im And Yehoshua went over to him and said, "Are you for us or for our enemies?" The Malach responds, "Pasuk Yudalot fourteen vayomer lo ki ani sar tzava Hashem atabasi vayipol Yehoshua al panav arza v'yistachuv vayomer lo Adoni midaber el abdo." And the Malach responds, No, I am the commander of the host of Hashem. Now I have come. Yeshua fell before him to the ground and prostrated himself and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Pasuk vayomar Hashem el Yehoshua, shal na'alcha me'al raglecha. Remove your shoe from your foot, kihamakoma sherata omedalav, kodeshu, because the land upon which you stand is holy. The words remind us of Moshe's initiation at the burning bush. Yoshua is told to remove his shoe just as Moshe did, to acknowledge that the land that he is about to conquer is holy. According to the Gemara Eruvin Daf Samach Gimel Amud Bez, the Mal comes to tell Yoshua that he was not engrossed in Torah study as he was commanded. Lo Yamush Torah Zemi This Torah should not ever leave your mouth. As Yoshua embarks on the conquest of the land, he must recognize that learning Torah is primary to the success of his battles. This message of the Malach is one that resonates deeply today. We have seen soldiers with Sfarim, Daf Yomi booklets being printed. One video that went viral was that of Alicia Lowenstern, Hashem Yimkam Damo, hours before his tragic passing on the seventh day of Hanukkah, was caught on video learning Rambam sitting in an apartment in Gaza. It is our precious Torah that permeates our every day, our every place, giving us spiritual strength for these incredibly difficult times. Learning together with you as we are now links us all across the globe in the largest Navi classroom in our history. It assures our connection to each other, our connection to our land, to our people and to our destiny. This Perak highlights the eternal covenant touch points with our people, Brismila, Karben Pesach and Torah. Brismila is the removal of the physical to achieve connection with Hashem. Karben Pesach brings us back to the historic bravery of our people in Egypt, sacrificing the Egyptian god. And the Torah is our eternal covenant, our eternal bond between Hashem and His people. This parak highlights the eternal covenant touch points with our people, Brismila, karban Pesach, and Torah. Brismila is the removal of the physical to achieve connection with Hashem. Karban Pesach brings us back to the historic bravery of our people in Egypt, sacrificing the Egyptian god. And the Torah is our eternal bond between Hashem and His people. Reading this parak as the Haftorah on the first day of Pesach yearly further underscores this message to each of us every single year. Thank you for learning together, Le'ilui Nishmot, imotenu Tenohei Esther Oppenheimer, Alaa Shalom, and Sarah Shankar, Alaa Shalom, each deeply devoted and proud to transmit their family's Torah legacy to the next generations.